Low Bull, powered by Earnhardt Auto Centers. For a premier destination near you, head to nobull.com. Here's Chris, Crespin, and Simone. And welcome in to the Monday edition of Noble with Chris, Crespin, and Simone. It's Christmas week, guys. Holiday week. I think there's going to be some snowfall too- in here for me later in the week. Is it still too early ahead, for Sean right. to have his lights up? No, my lights have been oh, yeah. up. So, we no, talking about too early for Sean to have his lights up. He has to All wait right, until listen, Christmas Eve. The complaints up. I had were people who had their lights up pre-Thanksgiving in the neighborhood. That was a little much for me. Anything after Thanksgiving is fair game. Pre-Thanksgiving, a little off base. It is. It's a little off base. It's a little. It's a little. Uh, it's a little rude to your neighbors, to be honest. People don't need that. Oh, so you're going. You're taking that approach. You're pe- taking the pe- rudeness. Pe- 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 people wow. don't need you that. You are screwed. You people are Scrooge or the Grinch <laughs> or somebody. Pre-Thanksgiving. Pre-Thanksgiving. It's a little much. It's a little you're much. Like ten-year-old Grinch. Plus, these were like. Saying, I hate Christmas. These are like the big, huge, colorful bulbs, you know. So they're somewhat on the tacky side, like the giant inflatable Santa and what. It's like it's not even Thanksgiving yet. We don't need that. We don't need that. After Thanksgiving, okay, I'm all for it. So that was my you know that was my complaint. Need? Huh. Do you know what we do need today on a Monday, gentlemen? We need big sports weekend, lots of stuff going on, conference championship weekend and college football, a exciting day in the NFL, which we will get into in the rapid rundown. But why don't we kick this show off, kick this week off, tell everybody what is in the lead today on a Monday. This is the one they're talking about. We'll do a deeper dive in a couple of minutes on this, but guys, I think the obvious place to start the Cardinals picking up a win at home, 33-26 to over the Philadelphia Eagles, keeping pace in the NFC playoff picture. Jordan, team you're supposed to beat at home, you take care of business, you pick up your eighth win of the season, you stay in the lead in the playoff race for the seventh seed, no complaints. Yeah, well, first of all, I'd just like to say thank you for, for letting me talk first. You know, it's it's yeah. been a, a long, hard grind, and I just really appreciate it. <laughs> uh, no, look, the Cardinals, this was a must win for them. It puts them in, a, in the playoff driver's seat, you know, for that last spot. Uh, the, the thing that I most took away from this game is, wow, Jalen Hurts is, makes this team look a lot different. I mean, I, I was on the, it's not Carson Wentz bandwagon, it's the rest of the team. It 1,000% is Carson Wentz issues, and that will carry into his free agency. Jalen Hurts is playing so well. I mean, look, it's his second game starting, and he makes this team so much more competitive, and he gives, gave them an opportunity down uh, it, down the stretch there to win that game. And, and so I, I got a lot of respect for what he's done there. Um, look, Carson Wentz is going to get picked up by somebody. He'll probably you know play well once he gets in a new system, but... Jalen Hurts is special. Uh, I'm glad that that the Cardinals were able to take care of business uh, and did it defensively. Uh, so great win for them. Jalen Hurts is what he is. It, it, again, this is very much the Marcus Mariota thing we saw on Thursday with with the Raiders. Right, he came in and he's a different quarterback. Uses his legs more. Is able to create outside the pocket off script more. But if you watch him throw the football, he doesn't even sniff Carson Wentz talent. Not even close. Not even close. He's a different quarterback, and if you want to go all in in that direction as an offensive coordinator and offensive play caller, you'll be able to make some plays, sure. But in terms of the overall position, the overall play at the quarterback position, 
He's not Carson Wentz. Now, are they more dynamic in certain areas? Sure. Absolutely they are because the guy, that, I mean, some of the plays he made with his legs were ridiculous yesterday. Uh, but arm talent-wise, quarterback-wise, understanding what you're seeing at the line of scrimmage pre-snap-wise, allowing me as an offensive yeah. coordinator to call more things-wise, no. He's not Carson Wentz. Well, he, but he, obviously, he, listen, Carson Wentz has been in the league for four and years. That, and that's what I'm getting at. And, but and but the, arm, the, arm ta- the arm talent, too, and everything else is not – he's never going to be Carson Wentz. But that's not an issue. It's not a major problem as long as the, as long as the team and the OC go full into – his skill set, similar to what we yeah, saw, well, similar dude, to what we saw. Second start, right? So, but the I'm just saying, start, I'm just saying similar. But I'm, but you know, it, right? But it wasn't Carson Wentz issues. You know what I mean? Like he has he played great? No, it was Carson Wentz issues. But it's, I mean, it's not like uh, I, you know Jalen Hurts and his second start is a better quarterback than Carson Wentz. Like I'm not ready to say that. Either way, the Arizona yeah, Cardinals. Yeah, but if you ask any fans in Philly, they're more excited good, to have Jalen Hurts start. Good, than good for Wentz. the fans who who have no idea what they're looking at half the time. That's great. Uh, Eagles, Eagles, uh, all but eliminated Arizona Cardinals path, and we'll get more into this here in a few minutes. Uh, right on track, man, to make this postseason, especially with the seventh playoff spot available. So. Uh, and let's not let's not count out the division as well, considering yeah, what yeah. we saw with the Rams, and we'll get into that game in the not so rapid right down too. So, uh, clear your schedules, gentlemen. Friday, January first, the first game at four p.m. Eastern, the second game at eight p.m. Eastern. The college football playoff is set. It will be Notre Dame as the four seed, Alabama as the one seed in the Rose Bowl at AT and T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, because. We have to start 2021 just as weird as we ended 2020. And then at the Sugar Bowl, it is three-seeded Ohio State, two-seeded Clemson. These are the four. One of these four teams will be the college football national champion for 2020, Sean. Uh, two pretty fun matchups. Should be fun. Clear your schedules on January 1st. I know how I feel about it. I'm curious how Chris Schubert feels about uh, Ohio State moving up because I think it's the only thing you could have done and the correct thing. I'm curious about your thoughts on it, Schubert. Sean, it's been mm-hmm. a very long weekend. Yeah, not enough time to go over that. Well, I would I like to know. Go this is what I don't we want do. To talk about the football game yesterday. There's a lot that happened this week. I don't care if you want to. Uh, this is what we do in the media. I didn't want to talk about the Raiders losing on Friday, but you're an ass and made me do it. So I'm going to be an ass and make you. <laughs> I'll make you do it. Tell me your thoughts, your real thoughts about the college football playoff rankings, because I know it's controversial, oh, and oh. that's what we. Then that's what gets clicks. <laughs> Ultimately, uh, these these were the four they were going to go with regardless. There's yeah. nothing that they were going to consider outside of these four, no matter the results of this weekend. Unless Ohio State lost to Northwestern, uh, I don't think they were going to be excluded from this process. That would have happened weeks ago if that was going to be the case. It wasn't going to be held against them that they've played fewer games than everybody else. Uh, I mean, my biggest heartbreak is with Cincinnati. Um, but it is what it is. I mean, it's just, we'll just add it to the list of things I don't like about the committee. They put four teams in that I think you are very easily deserving of being in, right? These are four teams that have played well all year. They can be in. If we wanted, I wanted to have the Ohio State conversation weeks ago. The committee didn't seem up for that. They they they, they pushed that to the side. Okay, I accepted it. And at, going into this weekend, there wasn't anything that Notre Dame was going to do that was going to keep them out at this point, right? I mean, they didn't play well in that game against Clemson, and that, that still let them stay in. So, yeah, I, this doesn't surprise me that the committee did this. Uh, Cincinnati being at eight is a bit of a, uh, a surprise. And I just think in general, the, the group of five get kind of shafted with the way that th- these rankings play out, that teams that probably should be like Coastal and BYU that should have opportunities to play in, in big-time New Year's, New Year's Six Bowls, they don't get an opportunity to do that. They're they're relegated to, to, to lesser-tier bowl games. But it is what it is. These are the four teams that we have, and 
and I'm sure there will be a nice off-season discussion uh, about potential expansion of the playoff. You're, once. you're I just sure hope so. I don't think they will, be, to be honest, but I sure hope so as well. Uh, you're not talking about Cincinnati being in the four, right? Just a major no, New Year's six. I, I, okay. I think I, I think the the issue with Cincinnati is that now they're going to play. I think they're playing Georgia in their bowl game. Cincinnati being at yeah. eight. I think they should have been at least in the in the top six. I am not standing on the table saying Cincinnati should have been over the other four, but at least at six, the committee gives this idea of we gave Cincinnati consideration. When they put them at eight, that tells me there wasn't any serious consideration, and it goes back to a talking point that I bring up every time we do this. The group of five don't get serious consideration. This is just another example. They're playing in the Peach Bowl. Yeah, they're playing Georgia, Georgia, right? Yeah. It's, they're, they're against Georgia in the Peach it's Bowl. A yeah, so they'll win that game. It's a good bowl. How, yeah, how this will work is they'll beat Georgia, and then everybody in college football Twitter will tell me it doesn't really count as a win because Georgia didn't try, just like it, they did the last time that this bowl game happened, where Georgia? it was UCF in for Cincinnati. Well, listen, UCF did the same thing, right? UCF a couple years ago when they didn't get it added into the, the playoff, they played Georgia. Remember, everyone was like, oh, UCF, play somebody, play somebody. They played Georgia, beat them, and then it was like, ah, Georgia didn't really care about the bowl game. They didn't really show up and try. So the excuses will continue to pile up. I think Cincinnati is one of the better teams in the country. Uh, I think they will give Georgia a really good game, and I wouldn't be surprised if they won the football game. I'm curious of your— of I your, would be shocked. Yeah, me too. I would be curious of your, of your reasoning behind Cincinnati being one of the best teams in the country. Uh, they have a top 20 win against the UCF team. They have a top 40 win against Tulsa in their conference championship in inclement weather where they, they got better as the season went on and they played very well in that football game. And defensively, they're one of the best teams in the country. Again, I, I want to make it clear. I'm not saying Cincinnati should be in the four, but to, to have multiple teams with multiple losses in front of them and they're a conference champion kind of flies in the face of, of what the committee says that they prioritize. So yeah. it is what it is. Again, it, I'm arguing over two spots. It's a process thing for me. Uh, but ultimately, I think that'll be the conversation right. that we have once I again always, in the offseason. Because this is the first time we've done this. Right. So. I always just have problems with, uh, with using the terms. They have one of the best defenses in the country because we really don't know. And that's why, and that's where it really boils down to. We really don't know, unless you're some like Jordan. I would trust Jordan's eyes if he sat down and watched the game film of every defensive snap for Cincinnati because he was a defensive back in in major college football and for a cup of coffee in the NFL. I, I, you can't look at stats and tell me that Cincinnati is the best was one of the best defenses in the in college football because the statistics came against South Florida, the statistics came against color or Connecticut, the statistics came against Eastern Carolina. So I would need somebody who has eyes of the game like a Jordan Simone to sit and watch it. I, I can't I can't take you know statistics when a team has a schedule that they have. It's it's not fortunate. They might very well be one of the better defenses in the country. It's just hard for me to say that when they play the competition that they do. And yeah. I think that's where the committee's issues come in as well. A thousand percent. Look, you can't you can't look at a, a Tulsa win and go, oh yeah, this gets them into the college football playoff versus an SEC team like Florida that takes Alabama down to the wire uh, and has an opportunity to take it to overtime and say that they're a better football team. They're just not. And until they have better competition, they'll never be uh, they could go 10-0 and 0 and beat everybody by 50. They're still not going to be above, you know, a, a one-loss Texas A&M team or, you know, a team that plays in the SEC or the ACC, for that matter. Um, those those team, those big Power 5 schools will always get the the nod over Cincinnati based on their strength of schedule. Um, and, and look, Luke Fickle, what he's done at Cincinnati has been really impressive. Um, you know, they, they lose to Memphis last year. They take care of them this year. They beat UCF. Uh, they, they beat Tulsa, the teams that they had to. 
And now they're going to get an opportunity to really showcase what they're all about against an SEC team like Georgia. And if they do beat them, which I don't think they will, I think it might get bad for Cincinnati, uh, then Luke Fickle is going to have serious opportunity um, to, one, leave, or two, schedule other big out-of-conference teams in the future. Speaking of bowl games and speaking of college football, ASU ended their season over the weekend. They finished it with a victory over Oregon State. There is no bowl game for this team. They have decided to go the path of a lot of other teams, and they're opting out of playing in a bowl game. It's been a long season for everybody. Everybody's been away from friends and family, and this has been a trying time, a trying year for everybody. They've made the decision. They are not going to play in a bowl game. I applaud them for the decision. It's a tough decision to make, but you you got you to gotta know that Herm is – absolutely took the pulse of his guys when he made this decision uh so guys let's put a bow on it right this season over for, for the sun devils yeah. it, it is what it is it's kind of a wash in a lot of ways because of the way the season transpired but you saw some flashes of things that make you excited for 2021 jordan yeah look i didn't think they should be playing this game from the beginning but at the end of the day you got out somewhat healthy ben scott i still don't know the the extent to his injury um late in that game it's good experience, you know, for these kids to go on the road late in the year, a cold, wet game in Corvallis. It's going to happen again. Um, and so, you know, they, they went out, they showed up, they ran the football, and they, they played uh, defense well enough and got some turnovers to, to win that game. Uh, but, yeah, I think this year is, as a whole is a watch. Glad that Herm made the decision to, to, lead, to not have a bowl game. Um, I think it's, you know, mentally it's been a, a draining year for these guys with all the ups and downs. Are we playing? Are we not playing? And for them to uh, to go out on a win, give these guys a break, get home to their families for Christmas, and then come back refreshed, ready to rock. Because next year, it is college football playoff or bust for me. I think this team is going to be really special. Uh, if these receivers can take the next step, I think that's the only thing holding this team back is – uh, the receiver, the receiving core group has got to be special next year for them to really have an opportunity to win the Pac-12 and get into that playoff. Let me ask you this. Does it? Because, and, I, you know, he's, he needs, it, needs, it needs to be good, right? The receiving core, like, it obviously needs to be needs to be good. But I don't know if it needs to yeah. be – I don't know if it needs to be special, man. Like, Jaden threw the ball. It needs to be special. Jaden threw the ball. It needs to be better than Johnny Wilson. J yeah, well, yeah, but that's not necessarily special. That's just good. You know, just be good and you're better than Wilson right now. But the, you know, Jaden threw the ball 26 times combined in the last two games, and ASU scored 116 yeah. points. You know what I mean? Like, I think they're gonna. It's gonna. Yeah. It's gonna. This team is gonna live off the running game next year, uh, and and they're gonna need 100. percent You know, and they're just gonna. They're, they they're have wide, to. They yeah. have to live off the running. So game. I don't know if but wide receivers need to be, be special. Forced. They're going to be forced to pass the ball when they play teams that can stop the run, like a Stanford defense or an Oregon. You watch sure. them play USC. They stopped the run. They forced Keaton to throw the ball a lot, and Keaton made some mistakes. So Jaden's going to be called on at times um, to to make good passes. And look, these receivers need to create separation. There wasn't a lot of separation in the first couple of games. You lost Frank Darby. He yep. opted out. He's going to the NFL draft. You don't have that deep threat, that vertical guy that can stretch the defense, um, and you need that. Look at the Alabamas with Najee Harris. They run the ball. He scored five touchdowns but they have that vertical threat, that guy that can take the top off the defense. And they'll they'll have that eventually, but somebody's going to have to step up, whether it's LV Bunkley-Shelton or uh, or Ricky Pearsall or Jordan Porter. Yeah. Uh, you know, we saw a deep pass uh, against Oregon State, but um, the receiving core is a, is a group. I think I look and say, 
might be their weakest link, not because they're not talented, because they're young. Yeah, extremely young. No, you're not wrong about that. that they definitely have to improve. I just you know, run I the football. For yeah, sure. this I think the special unit on this team is going to be the running back group offensively. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they just need to be good at wide receiver. Give me a threat, uh, and and I think you'll be you'll feel pretty good going into that going into that season next year. I, I'll tell you this: I just hope the coaching staff stays in place. Herm, obviously. Uh, but Coach Lewis, who had some looks from NFL teams last year, Coach Hill offensively. I mean, you could really see this team, this team starting to find itself, especially with some of the play calling. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, if they can keep everything together, I think I think you might be in for a pretty solid season next year. I think I think uh, you'll see everybody stay, and the reason being, Sean, is that they know what they have there. They know that they have a potential Pac-12 championship team, and so I think you'll see a lot of those guys stay for a year or two and ride that because as a coach, you want to be on the championship teams because if Zach Hill has, you know, one of the best offenses, one of the best rushing teams in the PAC 12, he's going to get offered big, excuse me, big time jobs. Look at what, you know, uh, what happened with Oregon's offensive coordinators the last couple of years, they're all off of being head coaches. Now one's at UNLV. Um, and there's a couple other, I mean, Nebraska. So, there you have it. That is just some of the stories that made headlines over the weekend in the lead here on a Monday on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. Coming up next, let's get into that Cardinals win over the Philadelphia Eagles. And now, with only two games left on the schedule, what is the updated path to the playoffs for the Cardinals? We'll get into it next here on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. But first, we got to tell you about our friends over at Earnhardt Auto Center. Since 1951, nobody has taken better care of their customers here in the Valley. Doesn't matter where you are, north, south, east, or west, they've got you covered with these, the current times of social distancing. You can go to noble.com, click the Express tab, and literally have a car drove to your front door for you to test drive. I got a chance to drive a brand new Lexus, drove it right to my door. It was the easiest thing I've ever done when it comes to the car buying experience. You can have a car brought to you today. Go to noble.com, click that express tab. Again, I wouldn't trust anybody else when it comes to the car buying experience. The Earnhardt family has been helping you guys out since 1951. Harry Truman was in office. Go to noble.com, click that express tab, noble.com. That ain't noble. Another win for the Arizona Cardinals, pushing them to eight and six on the season. And guys, we did this it was two weeks ago now. You'll have to remind me if I'm incorrect here, but two weeks ago we did the path to the playoffs better or not better. Better uh, or for, yeah. not better. You have to say it like for that. For the Arizona Schubert. Cardinals. Yeah. yeah. For, for the Arizona Cardinals. And now as we sit here, it's been a couple of games since that has occurred. And maybe after this win, it's probably best to start here is to what this updated path to the playoffs looks like. And right now, the Arizona Cardinals sit at 8-6, and six, still holding on to that seventh spot in the NFC playoff picture. They do have a new team directly behind them in this race that if they were to fall in these final two games could leapfrog them. That's the Chicago Bears. But guys, the thing that I'm most intrigued by is what's happening directly above the Arizona Cardinals in the playoff race. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers come back and survive against the Atlanta Falcons. They're Man. just one game ahead of the Cardinals in this playoff race. And there's another team tied with them at 9-5, and five, and it happens to be a team that has the Cardinals number, but it's a team that just lost to the Jets yesterday, so the door is open here 
for this to become a talking point, the Los Angeles Rams. The Cardinals are within one game of the five seed in the NFC playoff picture as we sit here on December 21st. Yeah, and let me grab my uh, my schedule here. Um, Arizona Cardinals. Yep, yeah, Rams did, did there. Check the notes and, here. Yeah, Ram, okay, Ram, yeah. Rams on that schedule still. So they kind of hold their own, their, you know, the, the, their playoff seeding destiny right there in the palm of their hands, the Arizona Cardinals do. And uh, if you can somehow, somehow work your way up to that five seed, all of a sudden you're, listen to this, you're playing Washington right now, opposed to where you currently sit, where you're heading to go play the New Orleans Saints in, in, in the first round, in the wild card round. So if you can move yourself up a couple spots, when we talked about this about a month ago, maybe being the first wild card team in many ways this year might even be better than being a division winner. Because if you're a division winner right now uh, who isn't the number one seed getting a bye, if you're the Saints, you're playing the Cardinals. If you're the Seahawks right now, you're playing the Bucks. If you're the Rams and you're not a division winner, but you're the first wild card team in, you get to go play Washington, dude, who doesn't even have a quarterback right now. Like, I'm in on that. I'm in on that. Now, I know their defense is good, Chris. Stop, stop side-eyeing me from one video box to the next on our show here. Yeah, well, their I, defense is playing better. Uh, but I'm, I'm telling you, if you get to pick which team out of the playoff field you get to play, I think everybody on this panel is going to say, I'm probably taking Washington. And if you can work your uh, way I'm up not- to that, if you can work your way up to that five seed, that's who you get. I'm not running to the podium uh, to play the Washington football team if they have a healthy Alex Smith and a healthy Gibson at running back. If they have both of those things with the way this defense is playing, I, no, no, thank you. I'm uninterested in that. Uh, but, but yes, you're absolutely right. They, they have the, the path to be able to do this. And, and Jordan, when you look at this game against the Philadelphia Eagles, this was a team that they should have beaten, that they did beat. They took care of business. And when you do that, when you beat the teams you're supposed to beat, now you've opened up this scenario where that game against the Rams at the end of the season could have massive playoff implications. It's what pained us through the, through the season when this team, you know, struggles against teams that they should beat, right? Teams that they they that they should be able to handle and have more wins than just eight, which is a weird thing to say for an Arizona Cardinal team in the last couple of years, but they should have more wins than eight because they've struggled against teams. Yet here they are with a chance, the final yeah. two weeks of the season, to really control where they play uh, their postseason. And I think if you told us at the beginning of the year they have a chance to control their own destiny, you'd be like, absolutely, that's all we want is them to have an opportunity to get into the playoffs. And here they are. You know, two games left. They got to take care of business against the 49ers. Don't sleep on the 49ers. They're still a good football team and well coached. Um, but everyone's going to be looking to that Rams game, of course. Um, look, the Cardinals, they're up and down, man. They play to the level of their competition. And I'm not, I'm not saying that the Eagles, you know, are, are a great football team or anything. But Jalen Hurts provides a spark for that team that they needed. With Carson Wentz, they were, I think he threw the third most interceptions this year, 16 total. That's that's a lot of picks, and that's tough to win games when you're turning the football over. So Jalen Hurts comes in, brings him a, a, a new kind of energy, a new swag about him, and, and they look good. They played hard, and uh, this is a, a team that's also full of professional athletes, and so they're going to have an opportunity. They're well coached, uh, but the Cardinals got it done. They took care of business when they had to. Um, so if you're, if you're Kyler Murray – uh, and you're, you're Cliff Kingsbury, all you can ask for is an opportunity to, to play yourself into the playoffs, and you got it against a team that you have not beat in the, the Los Angeles Rams. So it's going to be a, a fun game to watch here. I believe it's on New Year's Day, too. 
And Sean, I'll ask the question to you this way, because this is the thing that fascinates me the most about the final two games of the season and the way the schedule is lined up. These are the two coaches that Cliff obviously gets compared to the most. One, they're in his division, and two, they're probably the reason he got hired in the first place. The Cardinals trying to follow the trend of where coaching was going in the National Football League. You're going to sink or swim here, Cliff, as a coach, right? You're going up against Kyle Shanahan, who you know is going to scheme for you well, and Sean McVay, who's had the Cardinals number, and could be, these are two teams that could be roadblocks for you in the postseason. So not only is it fun from the, the standpoint of, they're in a playoff race, and they can move up or down depending on the results. But also, this could be really fun to watch the growth of Cliff in these coaching battles against Shanahan and against McVay. And you just got to get one. Like You just got to get one. That's really where your mindset's at. I mean, if, well, your mindset, let's play coach and player speech. You just got to get one because you only get one per week. Um, but, you know, they, they realistically only have to get one. That's been our That's been our magic number, right? We told everybody, get to nine, and it would force everybody behind you to go undefeated. Uh, so if you get one, you're in. But you're not wrong. That's an interesting take, Chris, that you've got the two coaches that really <clears> – <throat> excuse me. Whoa. Whoa, dude. That really oh. we well, – you guys okay? I'm just had a, is that a little frog. Yo, you okay? Is that a little frog? You drinking too okay. much eggnog here? No, you're starting just, the holiday season I just, off a little early? I haven't had enough water this morning, man. I hit the I hit, I hit the uh, – the Peloton, and I haven't, I haven't drank enough water this morning. I'm, I'm, I'm a little dry. Whoa, throat Peloton guy. Yeah, but the uh, sponsor can be if they want. No, yeah, they can be yeah, definitely. But anyway, back to the back to the point. The uh, you're not wrong. It's in, it's an interesting dynamic coaching wise because these are the two teams and the two head coaches that we discussed a few weeks back that were probably the reason why the Arizona Cardinals went the direction they did with Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, so let's see where you're at. Let's see where you're at, Cliff. Right now, there's been a lot of questions. It, it's interesting that the questions of the coaching staff right now with the Arizona Cardinals, are strictly on Cliff Kingsbury. Let's talk about that defense for a second. I think Vance sure. Joseph has removed himself from the hot seat so far. It's ridiculous. Like, I, nobody's talking about issues with the Arizona Cardinals. As a matter of fact, the discussion about the Arizona Cardinals is the fact that they can, seemly, they can seem to get pressure on anybody. I mean, yesterday they, they, they were getting after Hurts in the second half down the stretch with their front four. And we talked about going into this game, how they have they were sixth in the NFL in sacks and had 16 different players that all had a sack on this team. And they can get after you, man. But I think Vance Joseph's done a good job. The question marks right now with his coaching staff is solely on Cliff Kingsbury right now. So he does need to prove himself down the stretch, these final two games. And the funny thing about that is, like, at the beginning of the season, it was, all right, Vance Joseph probably on the hot seat considering the way last year went. And Cliff... We're still not sold, right? We got to see more from Cliff. And as the season goes on, I think the questions about Cliff have either stayed neutral or grown, whereas now I'm at a point where I look at the defense for the Cardinals and I think, boy, you can't fire Vance Joseph because are you going to get somebody that's going to be able to do a better job than Vance has done with this defense this year when you consider the injuries and what they've been dealing with? Like That's how quickly the narrative can change for a coach, and we were ready to just run Vance Joseph out of town, right? We were ready to fire him, get a new defensive coordinator. Now it's like, I don't know if they would be able to find somebody that could do a better job than Vance has done. Well, year. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to go there, but continuity is so important, right? And Jordan, I, I defer to you. Um, when you were playing at ASU, was Todd there the entire time you were there? Todd Graham? Yeah. Uh, and, and each year, did you feel more comfortable with what coach was calling? And more importantly, why he was calling something in a certain, a certain time or a certain situation? Absolutely. You know, and that's why continuity, guys, is so important. Like, unless, when you hire a coordinator, unless it's so egregious, kind of like the Steve Wilkes situation with the Cardinals, 
you got to give it more than one year, man. Like, not only is it getting your guys in there, but it's, I think it's also, and I'll defer back to you, Jordan, it's also a thing where, you know, year one, you're installing the base of everything. Or if you're a new player in a system, you're learning just the base of everything. Now, year two, you come into camp and you already have that base laid and you're putting stuff on top of it. And now I'm starting to be on the field and I can think, coach is probably calling this because of this situation and now you're just playing and you're playing at a faster you're not thinking you're playing at a faster rate so continuity is just so important like I know Vance Joseph was talked about being on the hot seat going coming into this year and there was a lot of issues with this Cardinals defense man but uh, unless it was so egregious that you you know that that coach is in over their head you got to give somebody more than one year I I 1000% agree and we're now seeing that the Cardinals look smart for that decision with the way that this has panned out this year. They look like, hey, they made the right call by going with continuity over a quick change uh, at the D.C. job. Guys, it's fun, right? It's fun to be talking about a team that's in a playoff race and all the different scenarios that can play out depending on results, where the Cardinals can move to. But ultimately, it starts and ends with this. They got to take care of their business, and then we can play the scoreboard watching game elsewhere, right? If they don't win... We don't get to play the fun dynamic of, oh, if the Bucks lose or the Rams lose, where does that move the Cardinals? None of that happens hey. unless the Cardinals continue hey. to win football. We should at least mention them. Don't sleep on the Bears. All of a sudden, this team is but winning I said football at the top, games. They're, they're, the, they're the new team that's now leapfrogged, and they're just yeah. one game out. So if you don't take care of business, and by the way, guess who the Bears get to play this week? They get to play the Jacks. Now, I don't want to count anything and write it in Sharpie, but you got to think with the way that things have been going, the Bears can win that football game. Pressure yep. back on you, Cardinals. In this yeah. tennis match, they've served it right back. And, you got to and, take care of business. And the Bears' final game of the year is against the Green Bay Packers, who might who at might that point, they might have that first seed already wrapped up, which means they won't be playing anybody, which means the Bears might have a couple of free wins making it. So, yeah, you, be, you better you better handle yours if you're the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Can we get Sean some water, please? I might grab yeah, some. Please, please, let me hit the music. Yeah, and I'll, the break. Let me, well, let me hit some music, and I'll go, because we don't have a break here. But like, okay. we, we, are, so we are transitioning to the rapid. Not so rapid rundown. The not so rapid rundown needs to be rapid today. And uh, I'll go grab I'm some water when I hit the music. Flying out of here. Yeah. So please play the music. We All right, here we go. Rapid All right. Jordan, this is your big opportunity here to go first. Let me go get some. I'm gonna go get some water. Everybody out of here. here. Now while he's gone, Jordan, let's All see guys how many right games. I was trying to see how many games we could get through before Sean got back, so we could maybe keep the rapid rundown rapid. All right, we'll start. You know what? I've ripped the Band-Aid off on two other shows that I work on. I'll rip it off here. The first game of the day that we'll talk about in the not-so-rapid rundown, the New York Jets win their first football game. They defeat the Los Angeles Rams 23-20 in L.A. Jordan was blowing up our group text, asking me if I was okay yesterday. Really needed that yesterday. But, yes, the Jets win their first football game, Jordan. The Rams lose a game that they should not lose. They should not have lost to that team yesterday, but they did. I am shocked that they lost the game. I, I wasn't even paying attention. All of a sudden, I saw it after the game. And I was like, what? The Rams lost? You know how big of a loss that is for the Rams, too, as far as the NFC West playoff picture goes? The Seahawks now clinched the NFC West after they beat Washington. This is a huge loss for the, for the Los Angeles Rams, but a terrible win for the Jets all in the same time. I mean... Now you're not going to get the first pick in the draft. What they say is that the Jags will get it. And Schubert, I'm sure you can elaborate more on that. But wow, what a win. Uh, you know, what? The one of the funnier things that I saw was uh, J- Jamal Adams tweeting, congratulations to to my teammates at the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> 
The, uh, the By the way, Seattle has clinched a playoff spot, not the division yet. They are only one game okay. up on the Rams. So um, yeah. the division's still there, but you're not wrong. They, the Rams went from sitting atop the division to now needing some help to get back up and win that division. Uh, but, you know, I, I was watching this game. Well, I wasn't watching. I'll take that back. Who watches Jets football right now unless you're Schubert? Um, I was watching the scores on the ticker come through in the games that I was watching on Sunday Ticket. And Jets jumped out to be the early lead, and you're like, nah, that's cute, right? Rams will come back. That's, that's cute. But then all of a sudden, it started getting real, right? You're up at halftime. You're up in the third quarter. You're like, wait a minute. They scored again? This is really real. Uh, so I, I hate uh, – sorry, Schubert. Mm-hmm. Um, I apologize for where your team currently sits. But how about this? And I'll, I know a lot of national people have talked about this as well, kind of joking around the last few weeks. But now this is a real discussion. The Jets play – the Patriots coming up. If you're Bill Belichick, you throw that football game, right? If you're Bill Belichick, you throw that football game against the Jets to make sure Trevor Lawrence does not play you twice a year going forward. You're already elim- you're already eliminated He's from the playoffs. New England's already New England is already eliminated from the playoffs. They have nothing to play for either. If you play wow. the Jets, you throw that Experience. football game. <laughs> So you don't have to see Trevor Lawrence twice a year going forward. Let the Jags have him down south in Florida. They can take him, and I don't have to see him but once every four years. I throw that football game. I do. If I'm if I'm New England and I'm Bill Belichick, I'm like, nah, late field goal for the Jets. There you go. <laughs> so to tell uh, you where I'm at in all of this, huh? If you go yeah. to my Twitter, if you go to my Twitter account at Shoot Radio, you'll uh-huh. know every everything I feel about this because I posted oh, really? a picture up there. Okay. Posted a picture up there and I said happy Monday mm-hmm. and it was a screenshot of a YouTube video that I was watching this morning of Zach Wilson highlights against Houston. So that's where I'm at today. That's where I'm at. Because Trevor Lawrence ain't coming to the Jets. I've moved. I, I don't want Justin Fields. I'm trying to find. I think Zach Wilson's my guy. You want Zach Wilson. Wow. He's basically Sam Darnold. Yeah, why would, for real, why would you well, listen, trade listen, Sam Darnold, let, right? Let, let's, let's have this conversation. Sam Darnold's time in New York is over. Right, it, it is done. There is no fixing that. As much as I would love Sam to be my quarterback, right? I don't even want to have this conversation unless it was for Trevor Lawrence. That it, it's over, right? You're gonna either Adam Gase is sticking around as the head coach, and then I'm going to be finding a new football team, or they're going to move on to another head coach, which means another system for Sam to learn. And I don't think at this stage of Sam Darnold's development, and I know he's only 23, about to be 24. There's a track record of this late into a quarterback's career four years you've constantly changed systems on him it's not going to work he's it's not it's not going to work here he needs a change of scenery he needs to go to indy he needs to go to san francisco he needs to go to atlanta or detroit or someplace he needs to go somewhere else in order to maximize his potential so yeah I, zach wilson is now my guy i don't know i'll change my mind six thousand times between now not and then. let's keep Field. this thing I, if they take Justin Fields, they take Justin Fields. And none of them are Trevor Lawrence. So, like, whatever at this yeah. point. I would prefer them to trade down. I would prefer them to trade down and get more picks at this point since they're not getting Trevor Lawrence. That's what I would prefer. We'll yep. see if they do that. I don't know. They're still going to probably want a quarterback, so it's tough to do that. But we'll see. Game number two here. We mentioned it a little bit in the Cardinals playoff uh, updated picture. Boy, do the Falcons know how to just give their fans all sorts of eternal hope and then rip it away in the most diabolical way of all time. I, Sean, I don't know what to say anymore about the Falcons and their ability to blow games and blow football leads. Like, I, 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 there, there are no words left in the dictionary. 
They just somehow do it every week. Um, I, can, I mean, I can. It's just coaching decisions in, in, in situations late in football games that are going to uh, do you in. It's also not a great football team right now. You know, the bigger question here, I know everybody's focusing on the Falcons and blowing another another lead. And, oh, it came at the hands of a Tom Brady-led team again. Ha, ha. I mean, let's talk about the real issue Funny. here. The Tampa Bay Bucks are not a good football team right now. That, that's the real issue because they actually have a, they're going to put their thumbprint on the the landscape of the National Football League playoffs and this is not a good football team right now. They're an extremely talented football team, but this is not a good football team. They struggle week in and week out and they still don't seem to have a lot of rhythm consistently offensively. Uh defensively they're they're stout, right? I mean, that's a good defense they bring to the table each week. They just yeah. they, they're not a good football team. They're talented as yeah. all get out. They're not a good team. And I, I mean if if they get in, if they hold on and get in, I, I I'm not going to be shocked if they don't make it past the wild card round. It's not a good football team. It's just not, yeah, they're, not they're much just, chemistry. They're not meshing. They're yeah. not meshing very well. They're they're playing up and down, and sometimes they come out and play well. Sometimes they, you know they just don't put a full game together. When they do, they're they're pretty talented and, and they play, you know, to to that ability. It's it's impressive, but uh, they're they're just not getting it right now. And this is a team that could steal a, a game from a you know a, a big a big you know playoff team. They should be the big playoff team. That's the problem. They should be the big playoff team. They should, should be. Should they, though? Yeah, I mean, talent-wise, I mean, my God. Find a team that has more talent on paper than the Tampa Bay Bucks right now. It's hard to do so, even defensively. Yeah. Like, they don't have household names in their front seven. That is an extremely talented front seven that, that they bring that, uh, to the table defensively as well. Yeah. And they have more offensive you know, firepower and names across the board than any team in the league. Like, yeah, this should be a team that is fighting for a, con a division title and a conference number one seed, not a team that's you know by this by the, the you know the hanging on by a thread to even get in as a wild card team right now it's crazy yeah. the patriots playoff streak comes to an end the dolphins win another game and jordan i don't know if you've looked at this recently since the results of the game yesterday but we talk about the nfc playoff picture on this show boy is the afc playoff picture a lot of fun and if I'm a fan of any of the teams involved, I'd be nervous on a weekly basis. It used to be fun. Yeah, there's a lot of up and down. Sorry to, to Sean's uh, <laughs> Sorry, Raiders, Sean. But I, yeah. I've been impressed with, with Miami. I think that you know they're a team that, that's got a, a great head coach, uh, a great young quarterback, and a great defense. I think that they're going to be a fun team to watch for a long time. And Bill always has traditionally done well against rookie quarterbacks and usually won those games, but they didn't yesterday. Um, close game. Their defense played well. Tua threw them a couple passes, you know, just threw them right to a Patriot. But uh, look, Miami's a, a real team that you have to give uh, a lot of credit to and, and their coaching staff. The AFC is the dominant conference this year in the, in, in the NFL. Uh, I mean, it, it's going to take you 11 wins to get in, right? I mean, you, you're going to, you have the new seven spot, but if you go with the traditional six teams, you know, it's it, they're they're all 10 and four or better. Like you, ha it's going to take you 11 wins to get into the tournament this year in the AFC bracket. Uh, Miami at nine and five, you know, they'll get they'll at least get one more. They'll beat the Raiders this week, so now they have 10 wins. You know, so you it would have taken 11 wins to get into the tournament in the AFC side this this year. So, that, but I think you're right, Jordan. The team I think is the most intriguing is the Dolphins because nobody expected them to be there. Remember, we were all talking about them somewhat waving a white flag when they went to Tua. Uh, it's just a really well-coached football team. Uh, defensively, they play well. I think the Indianapolis Colts can make some noise in the playoff bracket. I don't know if I'm buying Cleveland right now, but if I'm looking at the wild card teams, there's a lot of reasons, and it doesn't involve around Baker, Schubert. I see you rolling your eyes at me. 
David I, I, and Wash going I, I, slandering the Browns. I'm not slandering the Browns. I'm just I just don't know if I'm buying them against some of the top teams in this division. When they played can when they play Pittsburgh, they get blown out. You know, when they play when they play KC, they get blown out. Um, I, I'm not buying it. So the Indianapolis Colts, though, I think are a team because the way they run the football and the, and the, def- and the defense that they play can, can also make some noise in that bracket. But um, Miami at nine and five, interesting, interesting to see them still up there. Well, as Lee Corso would say, not so fast, my friends, in the NFC playoff picture because here comes the and I got to check my notes here. Chicago Bears. They beat the Minnesota Bears. Vikings and there they sit, just one game Bears. out of a playoff spot. Sean, Mitchell Trubisky, David Montgomery, the Chicago Bears, they're turning Chicago. on at the right time. Bears. Uh, no, they're not. They won a couple of football games. They're still, they're still not great, dude. But their schedule breaks the right way, right? Like they got, we talked about it a minute ago. They got the Jags, and they potentially get a, a Packers team who the only motivation they would have would be to knock the Bears out of the playoffs, uh, which is usually enough for them. But if they're the number one seed, why would you risk anything, right? Sit everybody yeah. down. Who cares if the Bears sneak in? So their schedule breaks the right way. Uh, am I buying the Chicago Bears? <laughs> no. God, no. Um, but they, uh, they they do have a schedule that's breaking their way late. They'll, 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 they're going to put some pressure on the Cardinals. Just put it that way. Mitchell Trubisky is throwing some Mitchell Trubiskets to his receivers oh, and giving oh, them an opportunity. To, look, I, I thought about that for the last 48 hours, and I was going <laughs> to use it here. Uh, but look, the, the Bears, uh, are they're well coached. I, I like Matt Nagy. He's been on the hot seat. Probably not anymore. If they can get a quarterback that gives him seriously consistent play, They'll be good, but until they get that, they're not going to be a team that you uh, expect to make a playoff run. Bears. Last game here on the Not So Rapid Rundown. It was the game everybody was looking forward to, the return of Drew Brees against the Kansas City Chiefs. It is the Chiefs, Jordan, that pick up another victory. And let me just check the NFL standings real quick, but I'm pretty sure nothing has changed. The Kansas City Chiefs sit atop the AFC playoff picture at 13-1. They need to win their Week 17 matchup to uh, to secure that home field advantage. But look, the the Chiefs are. You watch them; they're just cut from a different cloth. They they're great. Built they're just to Jordan. They're such a, a good football team. They're such really they're really a great football team. They're Pat so Patrick good. They're so Patrick good. Quarterback is it, the most uh, fun player to watch in the NFL. That offense is spectacular. They're, so well they're very well coached. Their defense is is playing a lot better as well. Yeah. They're way better than the Raiders. Probably twice as good. I don't know how the Raiders even beat them one time in the first place. Um, but but look, it's everything's running through Arrowhead. The the Steelers are are a good football team too. They've got they've got some issues. It seems like the Chiefs always are reaching the, the the point at the right time you know they're they're hitting their apex at the perfect moment for the playoffs they're so good i hate them so much. they're very good can we just yeah, say I, very just, good. I hate the chiefs so much they're so good I, I try to find things to nitpick although because they're so good and my raiders did beat them once at arrowhead and then we're a, a kelsey late touchdown away from beating them again at home gives me some good feeling man maybe about when we turn a page next year for my raiders See how I did that, hey, Sean. Just, I flip everything to a Raider segment. Hey, huh. hey, hey Sean. Yeah. You, you almost lost to the Jets, and you lost on Thursday night at home to the Chargers. Jets are pretty good. If you play the who beat who <laughs> game, if you play the who beat who game, you can make a case that the Jets are the best team in the NFL. For real. I, do, I don't think you can do that. You can. I think that chain of hey, What was that in your hand, Sean? Okay, my, uh, my Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0, because coming up here in a moment, Schubert, the Manscaped. Full grown man salute from the weekend. All right. You want it? 
You'll get it. Coming up next here on No Bowl with Chris Crespin and Simone. It said. is the Manscaped full grown man salute here on a Monday. We do it next. But first, I got to tell you about Earnhardt Auto Centers, locally owned and operated since 1951, a proud partner of No Bull with Chris Crespin and Simone. 19 Arizona locations, 21 dealerships, 17 brands. Doesn't matter if you're north, south, east, or west. Anywhere in the valley, Earnhardt's got you covered for that new vehicle you got your eye on. And the current times of social distancing, No Bull Express, right there at the top of the page, the banner there, right in the middle at nobull.com. Makes the entire buying process an absolute breeze from the comfort of your home. Test driving a vehicle that's brought straight to your front door, the financial application online, the delivery of your ride once the purchasing process is finalized. You don't even have to leave your front door to experience the Earnhardt commitment to world-class service and low prices that absolutely cannot be beat. The Earnhardt name, a name you know you can trust, 69-year commitment from their family to yours. Earnhardt Auto Centers and NoBull.com. That ain't no bull. It is a Monday on the show, which means it is time for the Manscaped Full Grown Man Salute. Who would like to start us here on a Monday? Schubert, I think. Let's have uh, Sean go. You're going to let me go. Let's have Sean go. Sean, go first. Sean go first. You can't pick a Raider, so that's good. Can't have that. Yeah. You could, but it would be it would be ill-advised. I mean. Who are you uh, going with, Sean? A couple Raiders played well last Thursday. So I'm going first. Full-grown man salute this week has to go to the quarterback of your Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen. 28 of 40, 359 yards, two touchdowns. The man ran for two touchdowns as well, 33 yards rushing and two touchdowns. But maybe furthermore, yesterday he led the Buffalo Bills to a division title for the first time since before the man was even alive. That alone oh. gets Josh Allen a full-grown man salute from Manscaped and myself. I mean, I mean, technically he did it on Saturday, not yesterday. But listen, those are semantics. I don't want to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to be that guy. He Either way, really Josh Allen. Day, but we salute you, my friend. Okay. You want to go next door or do you want me to Schubert. go? Schubert. No, Schubert, you go. All right. Uh, we talk about a guy on a team a lot. He was the first ever three-time uh, inductee into the Manscaped full-grown man salute. But you know what, guys? Today it's one of his teammates that gets onto the list because I think this guy is disrespected because of how good the other guy plays. And when the guy that I'm mentioning scored five touchdowns, including two on the ground as a quarterback – one more touchdown than Derrick Henry got. You're gosh darn right, Ryan Tannehill is my manscaped, full-grown man salute. 21-27, 273 yards. The three passing touchdowns. Added two touchdowns on the ground. Where are you at, Derrick Henry, with your measly little one touchdown? That's right, Ryan freaking Tannehill. A manscaped, full-grown man salute. To you disrespected no longer all right guys it's been a long year for this team and look it, it hasn't always been good but when you go against the number one defense in the nfl and you have the most explosive offensive year you gotta give your full grown man salute to adam gates of the new york jets football team they won a game the most explosive they've been all year. Over 200 yards of total offense. 
Over 50 yards for Frank Gore on the ground. Those 50. are explosive numbers. He had 50 yards. when I yards. say explosive, I mean diarrhea explosive. I mean, good God, light a match. It is so bad. We had to give Adam Gase a full-grown man salute because, man, you know what? They can call you a winner now in New York. <laughs> I love it. His Sorry, they won a game. <laughs> All right, that's today's uh, full Manscaped, grown man full salute. Grown man salute. Hey, Manscaped, not only not Manscaped.com, only use the promo game. code NoBull, you get twenty percent off for free shipping. Not only did, not they, only win did they win a game, but they took themselves out of the number one overall draft choice. Congratulations, Jets! You did it again. Explosive like diarrhea. That's going to do it for the Monday edition of uh, Noble with Chris, Preston, <laughs> and Simone. You can follow the show on Twitter at Noble underscore podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Shoe Radio with Sean. It's just derailing the whole program. What are you doing, man? I'm trying to get us out. We I know, all have things I no to idea. do today. Just, You're pressing yeah. buttons back there. Fire the sound guy. You can follow the show on Twitter at Noble underscore podcast. We will be back on Wednesday. Uh, a little bit of a football preview the short week because of the holiday, but we will be back on Wednesday. Everybody have a great week. We will talk to you then. Happy holidays.